0: This episode of CBS Mornings on the Go will begin right after this.
1: Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com
2: This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors, Or text Pod to 500-500.
3: CBS Mornings as we begin a new week on this Monday. I'm Gail
4: King. I'm Tony DeCopel. Burleson. Dominic Burleson. Well, we are going to begin as the news, as <laughs> we always do, uh, and it could be history-making today. Hours from right now, the House Committee on January 6th is expected to vote on recommending criminal charges against former President Trump for his alleged role in the Capitol attack. There are a wide range of potential offenses that could be on the table today, including insurrection, although we do stress that these would be recommendations for the Justice Department, not official charges. CBS News also has exclusive reporting from Robert Costa, audio from a key witness. But we're going to go first to Scott McFarland, who's on Capitol Hill. He's been following all this for weeks and months now. Scott, good morning.
5: Tony, good morning to you. Sources familiar with the committee's planning say votes on criminal referrals against former president Trump are expected midday at this final public meeting of the House Select January 6 committee. The possible charges to be referred would be obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy, and over the weekend, one committee member discussed the possibility of a charge of incitement of an insurrection. That's a charge that hasn't been brought against the 900-plus defendants charged so far in the riot. The pan- it's completed more than 1,000 interviews, CBS News has learned they've collected more than 1 million documents. A criminal referral, though, is not binding on the Justice Department, it's just that, a recommendation. But this weekend, committee member Adam Schiff argued there is enough evidence to warrant charges, enough evidence to charge Donald Trump. Today, the committee releases its executive summary of its findings. Later this week, they'll issue their full written report and transcripts of all their interviews with their witnesses. CBS News has learned that will include transcripts of interviews with Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, and Rudy Giuliani. Gail?
3: All right. Got it, Scott. Thank you. We mentioned some exclusive audio from a key witness before the January 6th committee. It's from the testimony of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, and it reveals the depth of the effort to undermine American democracy back in 2020. Robert Costa has that part of the story.
6: Tomorrow, we the people are going to be here, and we want you to know that we will not stand for a lie. <laughs> Ahead of the January 6 attack on the Capitol, retired Lieutenant General Michael Flynn was a central figure in the right-wing effort to block the certification of the 2020 election. But when the House's January 6th committee interviewed Flynn in March, he repeatedly invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination and said little.
3: General Flynn, do you believe in the peaceful transition of power in the United States of America?
6: For sure. Until now, the committee has only released snippets of Flynn's deposition. But CBS News has obtained new audio files that reveal more, including that he was questioned about whether he pressured defense and intelligence officials. Between
7: November 3rd, 2020 and January 20th, 2021, did you have any conversations with any current or former officials at the office of the director of national intelligence regarding election fraud or other irregularities in the 2020 presidential elections?
6: During the deposition, Flynn was pressed on whether he contacted a then-top intelligence official, Ezra Cohen.
7: In your phone call with Mr. Cohen, did you tell him that he needed to return to the United States from his trip abroad because, quote, something's about to happen, unquote? Let's go.
6: The investigator kept pressing about a second call to Cohen. During the second phone call with Mr. Cohen, did you tell him that, quote, we
7: need to have the military take over the election and redo the election, unquote, or something like that?
6: A person close to Cohen told CBS News Flynn did call him twice, alarming Cohen, who allegedly told Flynn he needed to move on. Two people familiar with the investigation say Cohen has spoken with the January 6th committee at its request. Flynn's alleged contact with a top Pentagon official came under the spotlight, too. We understand that around December 2020, you contacted Mr. Anthony from the Department of Defense regarding the 2020 election is that true? true? Tata in a statement to CBS News, said in part, "In December 2020, I never spoke with Mike Flynn about anything." But former federal prosecutor Scott Fredrickson says the committee's line of questioning tells us something about the potential scope of the investigation.
5: This is not the kind of stuff they just kind of pull out of a hat. Um, so, uh, one I think could reasonably assume some other witness or witnesses are telling them that they had these kinds of conversations. That's quite a revelation. That's a stunning revelation.
6: Flynn's attorney told CBS News that Flynn availed himself of his constitutional rights under the Fifth Amendment upon the advice of counsel that he chose not to dignify their absurd questions was necessary to combat yet another political witch hunt. A spokesman for the House Select Committee declined to comment. Gail.
3: All right, Bob, we'll be watching. We will bring you full coverage of today's January 6th House Committee meeting in a CBS News special report. It starts at one o'clock Eastern, right here on CBS.
0: Turning now to the humanitarian crisis at America's southern border. Thousands of migrants are crossing into El Paso, Texas each day. So many, in fact, that the city's mayor has declared a state of emergency. The scheduled end of a pandemic-era policy called Title 42 this week could make things even worse. Omar Villafranca is in El Paso for us. Omar, good morning
7: cold. Good morning. We are just outside the bus depot here in El Paso. It is below freezing and migrants are sleeping outside waiting for their bus. And this is exactly what local officials did not want to happen. That's why they've been pleading with state and federal officials for help saying that they do not have the infrastructure to deal with this influx of migrants. And they are saying if they don't get emergency help, more people will be left out in the cold. From wall to wall, hundreds of people crammed together at the Border Patrol Processing Center in El Paso, Texas. Taken by Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez shows the extreme conditions inside a room meant for 100 people, now housing more than 500. What I saw shocked me, and I wanted to share that with the world. The pandemic-era policy, known as Title 42, allows for the immediate expulsion of migrants over COVID concerns. And while many Republicans have pushed back against any COVID-related policies, they've fought hard to keep Title 42 in place. 19 Republican-led states went to court to challenge Wednesday's expiration date, but lost on Wednesday our numbers go, will go from 2500 to four 5 or maybe 6000 the desperate scene has spilled into downtown el paso Shelters are at capacity, and city blocks are lined with huddled masses. More than a 1,000 people are estimated to be sleeping outside in sub-freezing temperatures. Sebastian is a social worker from Colombia. He says he received death threats from gang members and was told by authorities that they couldn't guarantee his family's protection. So he fled with his wife and 11-month-old daughter. He says he planned to research the U.S. asylum process, but had to leave immediately for their safety. No the Biden administration has been scrambling for solutions.
0: They have to have a policy of a early pathway to asylum through our bridges. And if they don't follow that pathway, they need to go back.
7: El Paso is seeing a nearly 300% increase in migrant crossings compared to last year, and that has a ripple effect, not only here in the state, but in other cities outside of Texas. New York's mayor just said they may have to cut some funding to city programs to deal with the fact that they may be getting about 1,000 migrants a week. Tony?
4: Omar, thank you very much. We're going to turn now to some nasty weather in the week ahead. More than half the U.S. set to feel a bitter blast of cold air this week, just in time for the holidays. Meteorologist Stephanie Abrams from our partners at the Weather Channel is tracking it all for us. Stephanie, good morning.
8: Tony, good morning. It's going to be dangerously cold with our wind chill values 40 to 50 below in portions of the Northern Plains. It all gets going today, Wednesday spread south, and look what happens into our Friday all the way down to the Gulf Coast. Don't feel left out, though, if you live from Miami to Maine, because this cold air will get to you as we head into our Saturday. Then look at the storm system associated with this cold air. It is going to be cranking out the wind, the rain, the snow for our Thursday friday even into our saturday this is going to cause major issues for anyone that's try, trying to travel within those days and look at the snowfall totals we're talking one maybe even two feet of snow now for the latest you can watch the weather channel on cable or live on your favorite tv streaming devices and tony this is a type of weather you really got to get your mind, uh, mind right about
4: yeah i hope santa brings some winter hats this year stephanie abrams for us. stephanie thank Ooh. you very much <laughs>
3: Everybody looks good in a winter hat. Thank you. Travelers on a plane going to Hawaii had a sudden mid-air scare yesterday when this jet hit dangerous turbulence. 36 people on a Hawaiian airline's flight from Phoenix to Honolulu were hurt. As Carter Evans shows us, everybody was caught by surprise on this one.
1: Do we have any
9: that plea for help from flight attendants just moments after a terrorizing ordeal on Port Hawaiian Airlines Flight 35.
8: My life flashed before my eyes. I was scared.
9: The plane hit severe turbulence, which sent some passengers flying out of their seats.
7: The plane shook and then like it went into a sudden drop.
9: Kaylee Reyes said her mom had just sat down after using the restroom when the turbulence started.
7: She hit the ceiling and she hit the floor.
9: Photos show damage to the inside cabin with overhead panels missing, a cracked ceiling, and debris thrown across the floor. We did
6: see patients with head injuries. Uh, at least one, I believe, was uh, for a time rendered unconscious. Paramedics treated
9: 36 people who were injured on the flight, ranging from 14 months old to adults, 11 of them in serious condition. The FAA is investigating the incident. National Weather Service meteorologists said the plane may have flown into a th- thunderstorm and it could have caused the turbulence. Hawaiian Airlines said it's working with officials in the investigation.
7: Seatbelt sign was on at the time that the incident occurred. There was no warning of this particular patch of air at that altitude it was in any way dangerous. It, it caught everybody by surprise. For
9: CBS Mornings, I'm Carter Evans.
3: Ooh, never good when even the crew is caught by surprise, but it, it just seems like it can hit at, no, at any time without warning. Yeah. That is what's it so frightening.
0: It is the scariest thing, yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, you know, guys, when the turbulent gets that bad, you wonder, how does a plane stay in the air?
0: Right. But it
3: does.
4: It does. It is a wonder to fly. I have ignored that seatbelt sign, but you should not. Definitely should not. All right, moving on now to the failed cryptocurrency CEO, Sam Brinkman Fried. He is no longer expected to fight his return to the U.S., according to the Reuters news agency. He's due to appear in court in the Bahamas today to say more. The 30 year old ran FTX, one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world before it collapsed, and he's now accused of defrauding customers using billions of dollars in stolen deposits to pay for debts and expenses and investments in his own hedge fund. He faces wire fraud, money laundering, and campaign finance charges.
0: Turning to sports, this morning Argentina is bringing the World Cup home after an extraordinary finish to the world's biggest sporting event. Argentina beat France in a penalty kick shootout after a 3-3 tie in yesterday's final. Superstar Lionel Messi was named most valuable player back home in Buenos Aires, Argentina fans Look went crazy that. over their team's first what? World Cup title in 36 years. Roxana Sabiri has more on the fantastic
10: final match.
8: Messi scores!
10: It's the moment Lionel Messi has been waiting for. The 35-year-old Argentinian superstar finally clinched a World Cup victory in what many thought would be his last World Cup appearance. Messi led the charge against the defending champions from France, scoring two goals.
5: Messi the magician once again.
10: as France's Kylian Mbappé fought back, striking twice in two minutes to tie the match and send it into extra time. The game ended in dramatic fashion with a series of high-stakes penalty kicks.
7: These scenes will live forever as Lionel Messi and Argentina
10: Messi brought home a big win for his country and himself, solidifying his spot among soccer's greats.
3: The fact that he had never won a World Cup was this thing that was kind of always hanging over him.
10: As fans celebrated Argentina's third World Cup win in the streets of Buenos Aires, Messi shocked the soccer world revealing he no longer plans to retire from international soccer following his historic performance.
3: He was everything for this Argentina team. They play for him. They Everything they do is, is kind of geared around towards making him the centerpiece.
10: He should be at the top of everyone's list if he wasn't already. For CBS Mornings, Roxana Saberi, London. How sweet that
3: must feel. Remember when it first started, he was in tears after that first match. Of course. So to end this way is really, really sweet. Probably a
4: little more exciting than he would have liked it. I mean, they were up <laughs> 2-0. Right. And then it was tied 3-3 at the end of regulation. Then they went to the penalty kicks. Mbappe was un. Unbelievable. Oh, what? Unbelievable. A hat trick.
0: A hat trick. In the but World Cup final. Lionel Messi uh, is already one of the most decorated. Mm-hmm. But the fact that his name is amongst the greats. Yes. And some are saying it's no question. He is the greatest soccer player He's 35. of all time.
3: Do you guys think it's really over for him, do you think? No way. There's too <laughs> much money out there to be made.
4: No, You don't want to have a Tom Brady problem. You go out on top. Yeah. I think He's a winner right now. It's good to go out on top. We're going to have more on the 8 o'clock hour. I want to know about the robe. What's the story with that? I don't know. That black robe? Only only the best
0: players wear
3: it. It It was a nod to James Brown. We like it.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to CBS Mornings on the go ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com/survey.
10: Welcome to Pura,
8: the most pristine, safe, climate stable city on Earth—a haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the Outer outerlands. <laughs> There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. <laughs> and best of all, there's no cost to join us.
10: In Pura, we promised to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything!
8: In a world that doesn't feel so safe, safe anymore, we're waiting for you,
2: here in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drop from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com/slash-plus.